You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy everyone and welcome to the second episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. Only a little over seven months until Dragon Con 2018. I'm your host Mike Gordon and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting of course with director Mike Faber. Greetings and salutations Mike, happy February. Happy February, yeah it is February already, see how fast the year goes? It's just, it is it's just amazing. End of February. Two months down. So that means seven months to Lacan. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and that's it's it's only going to speed up from here on. I mean, it's only going to get, get, get keep getting faster. So we also have Darren Noel with us. Hola, peeps. What's Speaking going of on? going faster. <laughs> Howdy. So, um, yeah, see, I didn't say that. That was Mike. The other <laughs> So, um, and Mary Lou Who is back with us. Hey. Howdy. Is it, is it, is it fair to refer to you and Darren as the Tara Lipinski and the Johnny Weir of the, yes. All right. First of all, <laughs> let's talk about that outfit you're wearing now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think it would be fair to say that, um, Mary Lou and I are a little more um, butch than those two. <laughs> we, are, we, we only can aspire to how glittery they both are. Well, people, it's an audio podcast, so people can imagine all the glitter. That- <laughs> you know they wear to- matching glitter headphones. Yes, of course they do. Why wouldn't <laughs> they? <laughs> Why wouldn't I, I actually prefer the absolutely fabulous pair. Yes. <laughs> that, that the party and drinking atmosphere of Dragon Con. So <laughs> it's too Absolutely. true. Well, I you know I would not be surprised to see people cosplaying as as uh, Tara and Johnny at Dragon Con this year. So that well, would be said it. So now it's going to happen. Yes. Well, I wish every it was everything was that easy, but uh, <laughs> uh, very cool. Well, in addition to our station crew, we're also going to be checking in with Michelle Biddick Simmons, Eternal Zan, and Kevin Batchelder is here for the first time this year. Woo-hoo! The uh, Dragon Con Con Report is sponsored in part by the South Carolina Comic Con, which is March 24th and 25th in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. For more information, check out all the details on the show at sccomicon.com. And uh, we are going to have an interview with Robert, uh, who runs uh, Borderlands and SC Comic Con, uh, on a upcoming episode of the Earth Station One podcast. So uh, listen, look for that really soon, and he'll go over more details about that convention. Um, we are a proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESO Network site doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff and it does help us out a lot we also have a t public store filled with all kinds of cool designs 
And there's a link for that at the top of the page. And this just in. Mike, do you wanna do you wanna tell the big news? Yes, right here, hot off the presses. Didn't you hear it? I did hear that. Yes, of course you did. We have a brand new Patreon for the ESO Network. That's right, folks. You can find it at patreon.com slash ESO Network, where you can help become part of the network and help support us. Anything from a dollar a month, $5, or even up to 10 And each person who donates for us will get special bonuses that not is found anywhere else on the ESO network for the $5 level. You will be able to listen to panels and podcasts and episodes not released anywhere else. You'll be able to hear um, extra stuff. We did at dragon con last year, like the ESO dragon con uh, network recording that we did that we usually put out on the podcasts for earth station one but we actually kept it for this. So that'll be there. You'll also be able to hear from Dragon Con last year. We did a Princess Bride panel. You'll be able to hear that if you're at a $5 level or $10 level. And if you are a $10 level donator, you will get a special podcast that will be recorded just for you. Well, for everyone at the $10 level. And basically, you will be able to get get this, folks. And podcast that was only available there which will be unedited it'll be basically just not safe for air it'll be just whatever goes each month we'll have an eso network recording and it'll feature different people from different shows each month sometimes it'll have me and mike it will have me mike and kevin it'll have maybe darren sitting in with us talking all about Whatever goes, whatever topic, Mary will, might join us or Tacoma or you don't know who from any of the other 24 shows from the ESO network will be up there and we'll just sit around and chat and you will have that exclusively as it's $10 level of the Patreon. It's pretty cool stuff, actually, and it's big news. People have already started donating and thank you, everybody who has so far. And, you know, let's keep going with it. Like I said, you could find it at patreon.com slash ESO network, or you could also, you know, find it right on top of the ESO network webpage. It has right there in the navigation, right there at the top. It says Patreon. Can't get much easier than that, folks. And we do appreciate all your support. We joke about it. We laugh about it. But you know what? We do appreciate you, and we couldn't be doing this without you out there. Absolutely. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your feedback. And uh, you can leave all feedback or uh, any comments on the show on our ESO network feedback line at uh, 404-963-9057. Or feel free to email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. Especially if you've got some um, DragonCon stories, Dragon Tales, uh, that we're calling it at the end of the show. And we're going to hear a few of those at the end of this show. So if you've got some, uh, send them in, either audio or uh, you can send us an email. We'll read it. Or you can actually uh, uh, schedule with us and we'll have we'll record a segment with you. So we want to hear those those stories. Um, so uh, we're, there's, we're going to get started now. Uh, we've got all the business taken care of. So now it's time to get into the meat of the show there's a, not a ton of news as far as uh, like uh, big revelations. There's um, uh, obviously um, there's guest applications, and in particular, I want to draw attention to uh, if you know a band or performance act that uh, should be part of DragonCon that you think would be a good fit 
please uh, have them uh, apply online. I think the deadline for that is April. Let me check it out. It's April 16th, I believe. Yes, April 16th. And uh, um, now they get a lot of submissions each year for, um, you know, people who want to be the main stage or the house band. Uh, but there's there's tons of different areas now where Dragon Con is looking for bands and acts to play. So, um, of course, the main stage is always cool. But, um, you know, now there's a, I think last year was the first time I noticed that there was a band in a, a performing area uh, outside of the vendor hall, um, dressed just outside of the vendor hall in uh, the apparel mart. So that was pretty cool. And of course, there's uh, there they just show up. They're popping up everywhere. I don't know if that one uh, at the where we were talking about last year with the with the DJ at the Hilton. Um, I don't know if that's considered. A ho- I would imagine so, or if that's a hotel expense. I don't know if it's a Dragon Con. I think that's a hotel thing. You think so? It, it, he seemed really corporate <laughs> to me. And I'm hoping um, he will not be back. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? But it's like, come on, Dragon Con! Well, well, like, this is wow, your... that's loud. Wow, that's really loud. <laughs> this is, um, this we're is hungover. Your... Stop. Yes. It's 2 p.m. <laughs> this is your time. If you can think of someone better than that guy, have them apply to the Dragon Con uh, <laughs> performer. The music application. wasn't bad. Come on. But it was, it was, it was a bit much. It was. Especially for the lobby of the Hilton. So um, the only other item that I wanted to briefly mention, and uh, Eternal Zan's going to talk a bit more about this uh, a little bit later, but um, parade registration is full. So um, spots filled up very fast. Uh, it went like live on the 15th of February, and I think by the afternoon they were done. So um, now I, I heard that it was about it's less than seven hours. It was six and a half hours and all spots were filled. Now groups took up a big bulk of those spots. So you can still get in on groups again, all the details, a little bit more details on that will be, I will let uh, eternal Zan tell you all about that later on in the show. But just right off the bat, if you are hoping to be in the parade, there's still a chance, but the official registration is closed. So but um, the other big news that's been happening with Dragon Con over the past month since we last recorded is they've been announcing a ton of guests. So without further ado, Mike and Mary, uh, who's coming? That is always the question. Who is coming? And we're going to start at the bottom of our list. And Mary, ladies, go first. Jean-Marie Ward writes fiction, nonfiction, and everything in between. Her credits include a multi-award-nominated novel, numerous short stories, and two popular art books. E.J. Stevens is the best-selling award-winning author of the Ivy Granger Psychic Detective Urban Fantasy Series, the Spirit Guide Young Adult Series, the Hunter's Guide Urban Fantasy Series, and the Whitechapel Paranormal Society Victorian Horror Series. Mark Mir is an internationally is internationally known as the voice of Commander Shepard, Blasto, Niftu Call, the Vorcha, and more in BioWare's Mass Effect trilogy. Jason Massey has been the host and dungeon master of Dungeons and Randomness for over six and a half years, building up from one group all the way up to multiple groups in the same world. Astronomer Bill Keel, author of The Sky at Einstein's Feet and The Road to Galaxy Formation has appeared at DragonCon since 2004. 
He hosts annual overnight live astronomy sessions and has spoken on cosmology, extrasolar planets, citizen discovery, and in astronomy. Folks, he is amazing. If you have never gotten a chance to see the setup he has, it's on one of the balconies of the Hilton. And it's like the patio where they do during the day, they do the photo shoots. And he has telescopes set up where he points it towards the planets and to stars. It's just, it's awesome to see the stuff. I've never seen that. That sounds awesome. It is awesome. And, you know, he's up, if it's a clear night and, you know, it's not raining or anything, he'll be out there and with his telescopes and definitely worth checking out. And it's free and it's a cool thing to do. Nice. John G. Hartness is the founder and publisher of Falstaff Books, as well as the award-winning author of urban fantasies and horror novels and short stories. A.J. Hartley, also known as Andrew Hart, is the international best-selling author of 19 novels, including the award-winning Steeplejack series, Lies That Bind Us, which is a thriller, and Cold Bath Street, a ghost story. Christopher Golden is the New York Times best-selling author of Aravat, Snowblind, and many more novels. He is also the co-creator with Mike Magnolia of the comic series Baltimore and Joe Gollum. Keith R.A. DeCandidos is an author of novels, comics, nonfiction, and short fiction. His fiction takes place in 30 different licensed universes, from television to movies to comics. And he's a super nice guy. Awesome. Tad Stones is the producer, writer, and artist who started his career at Walt Disney Features, then moved to Disney Imagineering to design rides for Epcot. He is also one of the founders of the Walt Disney TV Animation, where he created shows like Chippendale's Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck. Kim Stedman is a system engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. She currently is a tactical uplink lead for the Curiosity rover and a science system engineer for the Mars 2020 rover. Her job is to enable science while keeping the spacecraft safe and happy. Wow, are you being dive-bombed over there, Mary? No, I'm sorry. I'll close the window. I'll be right back. Eddie McClintock is known for his roles for Sci-Fi Network's most successful Warehouse 13th as the unexpectedly amusing yet authoritative Pete Latimer, whose mission was to search and for warehouse mystic items wreaking havoc on the world. He is also a super nice guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Alethea Contis is a voice actress and award-winning author for over, for, of over 20 books. A former student of Jane Yolen, Andre Norton, and Orson Scott Card, Contis is the host of Princess Aletha's Traveling Sideshow at Dragon Con. Margaret Downey enjoys acting and costuming and is the organizer of the Dragon Con Skeptic Parade entry. She has portrayed Madame Bonneville, Eva Ignorsol and various suffigants. Mike Cole is the author of the dark fantasy Sacred Throne, the Sacred Throne trilogy, and military fantasy Shadow Ops and Reawakening trilogies. Brian Young is the author and journalist. He writes for StarWars.com, Star Wars Insider, and wrote the best-selling book on Dragon Con: Lost at the Con. <laughs> George Taylor is a theme park historian and Disney expert. He's done podcasts, blogging, YouTube, and speaking engagements about Disney, amusement parks, roller coasters, and more. Oh, we know this guy. Anthony Taylor is a writer and licensing for brand management for the brand Stroker Estate. Yay, Anthony. (laughs) 
Tara Lynn is a fandom and geek culture expert, public speaker, event planner, and author. She founded Ice and Fire Con, the first ever Song of Ice and Fire slash Game of Thrones convention in the U.S., and co-hosts the webcast Feelings with the Geeky Ari. Yep. She's also a good friend of the show. She's been on multiple times. Ah, uh, here we go. Dark Reese Calder Stoker is the great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker and the co-author of Dracula, the Undead, and the Lost Journal of Bram Stoker. His next novel, Dracula, is expected out in 2018, co-authored with J.D. Baker. Another nice guy. Yes. Speaking of next guy, nice guys, this next guy is a really nice guy. <laughs> James Palmer is an award-nominated author of science fiction, space opera, steampunk, and pulp adventure. He's the co-creator with former comic scribe Jim Beard of the shared world Cold War kaiju anthology Monster Earth and its sequel, Betrayal on Monster Earth. Okay. I don't know about this young lady, but Aaron McDonald has a PhD in astrophysics and currently works as a technical consultant in engineering and for the entertainment industry. She hosts an online series called Dr. Aaron Explains the Universe. Rob Levy is a published writer, blogger, and columnist for NeedCoffee.com, Inglotopia.net, and several other publications. Another great guy. Sue Kissenweather has been podcasting about sci-fi TV and movies since 2010. Currently, she co-hosts Women at Warp on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Sue's been speaking on panels at DragonCon since 2012 and is one of the organizers of the DragonCon Newbies Group. Bethany Kessler is a historian, writer, reader, and a reviewer, cat parent to four fuzzballs, and currently, Bethany is working on several things all at the same time. Yes, and she just sat in with our Ready Player One episode of Earth Station One. Mm. Yeah, she is she's great fun. Mm -hmm. Daniel Griffith is a documentary filmmaker specializing in cult films, history, and classic genre television. For the past 10 years, he has been the official documentarian for Mystery Science Theater 3000, now on Netflix. Michael Faulkner is an award-winning writer and podcaster from Atlanta, Georgia. He is the author of The Timestamps Project, a first-time watcher's guide to Doctor Who. He writes for Revolution SF, podcasts for the Chronic Rift Network, and is one of the organizers of the Dragon Con Newbies Group. Mm -hmm. Michael's another great guy. We talk to him all the time. And he also writes for Earth Station One and also ESO Network. Yes, that's right. Casey Izzel is an active-duty USAF or United States Air Force, if you want to call it that way, helicopter pilot and author of speculative fiction. She has stories in several best-sellings, Baron anthologies, and writes novels for the Baron and Chris Kennedy Publishing. Kevin Eldridge produces and hosts The Flopcast, a weekly pop culture comedy podcast for the ESO Network, and is the author of a science fiction story in the ESO Tales of the Station anthology. He's a little into chickens. I don't know about that guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> David Boop is a Denver-based author of She Murdered Me with Science and the Soul Changers. David's media tie-in work includes Predator, Green Hornet, and Veronica Mars. CJ Boat runs the Geek IO Media Network, where he's a podcaster, comedian, interviewer, journalist, entrepreneur, streamer, and professional geek. Ah, this guy who's just on our show in just a little bit, actually, is Kevin Batchelder. Has been the podcasting about genre TV and movies since 2005. His podcasts have won four Parsec Awards in the Best Fan Podcast category, along with 
speaking on multiple panels at Dragon Con annually since 2006. He also leads the Dragon Con Newbies Group, which puts on events and to help new attendees. Dr. Kevin Grazier is a planetary physicist specializing in solar system dynamics and was a member of the Cassini mission. He was the science advisor for several TV series and features and wrote the pilot for the animated series Space Quest. Gail Simone is the multiple award-winning writer of comics and animation. Her works in comics included fan favorites, The Simpsons, Deadpool, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Birds of Prey, as well as the recent creator-owned Crosswinds and Eisner-nominated Clean Room. She is also a fierce advocate for diversity in comics. Catherine Hudson is a professional comic artist, illustrator, and character designer. Hudson spent several years as a character designer on FX Network's Archer. She is the current artist for DreamWorks Trolls comic series. Currently, she enjoys full-time employment at Warner Brothers Animation, working on such projects as DC Superhero Girls. Matthew Clark is a comic book artist, a fan of comic books since his teens. He's had the pleasure of creating art for many of his fan favorite series, everything from well-known DC characters and comic book history to innovative new takes on characters with Marvel to his own original concepts. During his 20-plus year career, comic book artist Craig Rousseau has worked for various comic book companies, but is best known for his work on DC Comics titles like Harley Quinn, Batman Beyond, and Impulse. Chelsea Reist is best known as Harper McIntyre on the CW post-apocalypse drama The 100. Her other credits include work on The Tomorrow People during its first season, Psych, Soul Custody, Aftermath, No Tell Motel, Embrace of the Vampire, and several others. Jessica Harmon is perhaps best known for her supporting roles in iZombie as FBI, FBI agent Dale Bozio. Nyla in The 100, and Ezrin in Battlestar Galactica, The Face of the Enemy. She has also appeared in Agent Cody Banks, Black Christmas, and The Magicians. Erica Serrera is perhaps best known for her portrayal of Deputy Joe Lupo on the sci-fi series Eureka, and artificial intelligence Ali and her creator Becca on The 100. She has also appeared in various guest roles in series such as Warehouse 13, Battlestar Galactica, Supernatural, and iZombie. For 20 years, Gerhard worked with Dave Sim as a background artist, environmental engineer, engineer er, environmental designer, and cover colorist on the Cerebus graphic novel. In a 300-issue th series, it is a milestone in comic book publishing as it's the longest-running creator-owned comic book series. Yes, big fan of him. Can't wait to meet him, actually. Ricky Whittle, in 2014, captivated audience everywhere after appearing in the CW post-apocalypse drama The 100, playing the role of Lincoln, a grounder. Since then, he has played the protagonist and central character Shadow Moon in the Starz television series American Gods. Bruce Langley is best known for playing Technical Boy, a new god who is the personification of the internet in the Starz series American Gods. Langley made his acting debut in the short film Lie and has since appeared in Deadly Waters in the short film Docs. Actor Demore Barnes has appeared in a variety of shows throughout his career, including 12 Monkeys, The Flash, Hemlock Grove, Defiance, Hannibal, Supernatural, Fringe, and The Unit. Most recently, he could be seen as Mr. Isbis in the Star series American Gods. 
Davy Beauchamp is an artist who has done work for BBC Books, Penguin UK, and BBCA for Doctor Who. He has also done art for various conventions and Scald Crow games. Michael Bailey has podcasting and blogging since 2007 and has hosted or co-hosted such shows as Views from the Long Box, The Overlook Dark Knight, It All Comes Back to Superman, From Crisis to Crisis, and Bailey's Batman podcast, all through the Fortress of Bailey 2 podcast network. Davis Ashura is a, the award-winning author of the Casts and the Outcasts trilogy. In his new series, The Chronicles of William Wilde is due to be published starting in February 2018. And we've made it through the list. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> wow. Well, folks, that's all the time we have tonight. So uh, <laughs> It was nice being on the show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is a lot. And we, I know we uh, edited that list down. Oh, God, yes. So, <laughs> I'm sorry so who we, we did uh, leave out. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check out the official uh, DragonCon.org site to find out more uh, guests who have been announced officially. And uh, also keep track, uh, keep looking at their Facebook group because a lot of times they announce their guests uh, right there first before they hit the website. So, uh, but very good. Thank you so much, you, you two. I need a drink. <laughs> right well now we're going to start talking about the main topic of the show and um the main topic this year or this month is we decided to uh cover because one thing that uh sometimes we don't get a chance to cover like everything of course and and we like to revisit things and one of the things that we keep uh getting questions about are can you do dragon con on a budget um, what are some useful tips about Dragon Con? Uh, that kind of thing. So we uh, we thought we'd take a look at that. Even though it's a little early in the game, it's never too early to start saving money, uh, especially because you're going to need it at Dragon Con. So, <laughs> so um, I, I'll just throw this out there. Um, does anybody have... I mean, in this stage of the game, uh, as far as, you know, we're in February... Um, we're looking at what is something like right now that you can do or tr like keep an eye on to save money for Dragon Con. Ooh, um, you gotta you gotta start your savings this early out. You need to have your mad money for the dealer's room. You need to have your drinking budget if you do that, and of course you need to plan for food for like five days of eating out mm -hmm. or. You need to start planning, how am I going to get through the con without eating out twice a day, at least, because that is it, that is the bare minimum of, of what's required. You can go ahead and buy all those electronic gadgets you need. Like, uh, you always need chargers. The room always needs a power strip, because everyone's got two or three devices nowadays. You know, start, start planning the things that you can catch on sale. Um, so you're not running around at the last minute having to buy full price for things. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Now, let me ask you, um, personally, is there something that you're doing right? I mean, I've, have you already started or starting soon as far as, um, you know, either um, an account or, you know, a purse, so to speak, mm -hmm. to to sort of, um, you know, save up for for. September? Yeah, I, I put aside money every month to help pay for the hotel so that I know when Dragon Con gets here, the hotel's paid. At least my portion is. And then I start thinking about, okay, I'm going to eat out 
you know, at least once a day, probably twice a day. So what's that going to run me about $10 a meal, give or take. And then I usually save up like 50 um, to 60 bucks for um, snacks for the room, mixers for the room. And we, we bring whatever alcohols at the house that we want to bring. And of course, everyone brings their own. So we wind up with a very well stocked bar for the weekend. So that luckily we typically don't have to pack up and leave with because it's all empty. So, (laughs) (laughs) so um, it's just things like that. It's little things. What happens is people plan things and they're like, oh, I've got time. I've got time. I've got time, which is like cosplaying. And then you wind up out of time to get anything done. But packing and planning for con is is pretty much like planning a vacation because it's practically a week long. You're in a hotel room. You need to plan for all that stuff. And if you can go ahead and start going, oh, well, I can go pick up this when it goes on sale, you know, as opposed to, oh, it's August 30th. I need to get that now. You know, it it makes a small difference, but it's still if you're really watching your pennies, it makes a difference. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and we're all, you know, I mean, even though we're we're staying in the hotels uh, in downtown, we're all local. So we don't even have to. I mean, obviously, if you're you're traveling a great distance, uh, you really need to get on that, I think. Exactly. Airplane tickets for that time of the year have already gone on sale. Yeah, I would say if you're from out of town, airplane tickets is the first thing. Yeah, big time. Because that's, you know, right now you could probably still find some decent deals like on Southwest or Spirit or Frontier. You can find pretty decent things. Sometimes with Frontier or Spirit, it feels like you have to sit on the wing, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you're close enough, you can Megabus or Greyhound in. Exactly. And Amtrak does run basically from New York City down through New Orleans. And it only goes through Atlanta once a day, so you do not want to be late for that train. <laughs> but uh you know that's an option too i think it's more expensive than flying and or the bus but it's still an option i never have i've it's been a long time since i've taken a train anywhere but i've certainly never taken it to or from atlanta as have you guys done that i have i went to philly on gotcha. track. it was nice it was overnight we got to sleep <laughs> is so. it is it easy to sleep on a train yeah the bigger oh, yeah. seats are like double the size of, a, of an airplane Oh, okay. Easily, because they were made way back when, when people were like, "Oh, yes, you can relax and stretch out, and you actually can." It's amazing. Exactly, and also depends on the train. Some of them do have sleeper cars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like triple the price. Oh, so. yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're trying. We're trying to figure out how to save people money. Yeah, I'll just snore in public. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you're going, if you're going cheap, of course, hitching a ride with friends who are going to be in your room. Um, I would, I would only hitch a ride with people who you know really well because you don't want to be left in Atlanta or or left at a rest stop somewhere in the middle of Podunk nowhere. I'm not saying that that's happened to people, but I'm just saying safety first. You know, there's saving money and then there's being stupid, right? So, you know, prioritize <laughs> where you want to save your money. If you want to come to Dragon Con, then you need a hotel room, you need a transportation plan here and back, and you need food. I mean, that's that's what you need. Right. Anything else is gravy over that. So going to the dealer's room, going to the art show, spending some money on some sweet geek swag, that's extra, really. I mean, we don't act like it is, but it really is. You can go to this con without going to any of the show parts and not spend any more money than if you went to I'm not McDonald's every day. 
Well, I'm I'm just saying, if you're that broke, <laughs> right. I know, I know, I know. know. It, I, it's true, it's true. But as a as I mean, a, I think that's a, a miserable way to have a con. <laughs> as a know, as, honestly, as a if, long-standing member of Artist Alley, I can't encourage that. Spend, spend, I, spend. <laughs> and I do. I promise, Mike. I do. I'm just offering that up as an option. Yes, you know, absolutely. you don't have to go to those. There's plenty of things to do at the con without spending more money than you and you don't you definitely don't want to get into debt while you're there so you need to set a budget on how much you can spend on your credit card and such when you're there well and one thing i will also uh lay out there too and this is you know kind of has to do with budget but if there's something if you know keep an eye on the guest list and i know uh you can keep an ear on it um but uh uh and listen to our show but um if you pay attention to the guests if there's somebody at dragon con that you're you're the reason that you're coming to dragon con is to meet this person um i would say obviously you're going to have to you know you pay their their fee whether it's a picture or an autograph or both and that's that can be kind of pricey but what you get signed is is i think just as important as anything else and i would be um I, I'm always on the lookout early. Like if I know, like for example, Gail Simone's coming, right? So I know that um, uh, uh, if I want to get something signed by her, and I might have the individual individual issues, but what might be really cool is that collected volume, right? So you're keep an eye on those things uh, that are that you can get cheaper than if you try to get them last minute, or if you try to get them at the con. Mm-hmm. Like if you try to get anything to do with any of the guests at the con. You know, all the vendors are going to bump up their prices a little bit on that stuff, right? So, um, obviously, if you, um, you know, have something of that nature, I would always recommend. Yeah, and I don't like leaving it up to chance. Even the photos that the uh, celebrities bring, I don't like leaving it up to chance. Because what if I look at those photos and I'm like, I don't like any of these. But I really like this person in this episode or in this thing. So, um, you know, you can a quick uh, search online can usually get you uh, a pretty standard, you know, eight by 10 or whatever okay. poster, that kind of thing. So you can get that and then bring that to the show and get it signed. And a lot of times it's it's a lot more personal uh, because it's something that the celebrity is not seeing a bunch of. And um, and it makes it more special all the way around, I think. And it's I think nine times out of 10, it's cheaper. Yeah, I would say that. But you also have to be prepared for, if you're going into the dealer's room, the prices are going to vary wildly from guest to guest. Yes. So, so if you're there to see an A-list guest and you're going to wait an hour and a half in line for an autograph or, or a picture, you need to be prepared to pay for that. Yes. Because it's going to be a lot of money. Just just saying. Like $100 yeah. and up kind of money. We're, we're getting there. I mean, the days of, I mean, I know some of them are still, I think the lowest is like 30. (laughs) Yeah. 30 or 20, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's very rare to get to see anybody under 30 now. I mean, I think even the people that were charging, you know, 10 or 15, a couple of years ago are looking around going, why am I doing that when people are paying 30? So, um, yeah, I mean, it used to be 30 and 40 was like the high end, but now that's the low end. Uh, of course, that was a long time ago, and I'm old. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, you are. 
But um, no, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, in the people like it's not just the Shatners that are 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 hundred anymore. I mean, it's anybody who's on a a hit show, mm-hmm. or has been on a hit show. Yeah, and if you want to get uh, you know, that photo and a signature because they don't come together, like it's not a, it's no, not, it's not a package see, deal. It's not a, yeah, it's not a two for one. <laughs> So, um, yeah, you got a plan for that as well. So, um, but well, yeah, I advocate saving and I'm, I'm a bad saver. I, I am. I just am. Um, save that money up. I, if, if you don't go get your fancy coffee five days a week, then you've saved 25 bucks that week. You know, yeah. and it's hard because I love it when people make fancy coffee for me, but, uh, <laughs> You know, sometimes, you know, you got to make sacrifices if you want to have fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that you can't like, you know, live the Vida Loco now, but it's like, yeah, you have to. It, yeah, people who complain that Dragon Con is expensive, it's not new. This is not a news item, right? That Dragon Con is expensive. So if it's something that you really want to take advantage of, then, yeah, you'll have to plan accordingly. Um, uh, I've started using this new app called Digit. And basically, it kind of like you hook it up with your bank account and it monitors your spending. And every day it transfers a small amount of money from like your checking account into your savings account um, in an amount that it thinks that you won't miss. Uh, So obviously, like, you know, there's a learning curve for it there. um, But that has been pretty great for me because it's I've, it's been a way to save without like knowing that I'm saving because I'm really bad about money in general and like if I know I have it I'll spend it so this gets it away from me where I can't see it anymore <laughs> and that's gonna be just like my food money for Dragon Con. Yeah, very so, good. I, did I don't not know, know that. how much money it's gonna end up being by the end, but like every little bit counts and. Nice. It's been pretty painless so far. Yeah. I, back when I was a baby geek, you know, and broke, it would be, um, okay, we're going to get ramen noodles for the room and a hot pot <laughs> and instant oatmeal. You can make two different meals with a hot pot in your room with water in, in your bathroom. If you're that desperate for saving money, oatmeal and ramen is the way to go. Carbs will keep you, you running. You'll feel like crap at the end of the con. Yeah, I mean, that's I all you've eaten. I would recommend doing that. Oh. <laughs> but you totally can. You <laughs> can. Peanut butter. You can, you can have a jar of peanut butter in your room, and that's good for a quick protein burst. A lot of people but, use, like, a crock pot and just make, you know, like, whatever in the crock pot and eat that until it's gone and then make another crock pot thing. And that's supposed to work really well. I've never done it, but it's supposed I to work well. I haven't done that either. So, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways for, like, saving money. Yeah, just don't bring uh, yeah, don't bring pressure right. cookers to Dragon Con, folks. Oh, oh yeah, that's bad. Um, <laughs> um, as far for the for the drinkers out there, I think we kind of hinted at this last last show when we were talking about the hotels and the and the bars in the hotels. But obviously, I think you know it stands for, um, it, that if you bring your own booze, it'll be cheaper. The the yes. the, the weekend will be cheaper for you. Yeah. My highest recommendation for saving money at con if you drink is never buy a drink from one of those bars. Like, ever. I don't know that I ever have. Maybe once. But it's just going to cost you so much. It's not worth it. It's easier and more cost effective to find a way to bring it with you from your room. 
wear something with extra pockets, bring a flask, get that bra that carries a bottle of wine, like something. So you don't have to buy from the hotel bars. Like, I mean, not to say anything bad about them. Like their drinks are great, but like, they're just way too expensive. It's just totally unreasonable. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all. If I think, I think last time we got them, Mike, I think the buckets of rum were 15, you know, yeah, they were, yep. they were like 15 last year and it was yeah. like, they waved the rum bottle over. The yeah. Sugar. They're just water and sugar. <laughs> it was like, basically yeah, rum vapors. Like I'm like, really? Cause one year they knocked me on my butt. We finally like, got one. Like, I'd never had one. And finally, we got one one or two years ago. And I was like, this is a total letdown. Yeah. Yeah, it they was, used to be really much was. better. And I think that's one of the reasons why the if there is an official drink at Dragon Con, it was the bucket, bucket of rum. But I think it's, it's switched to pie. Because pie, pie is homemade. It's cheaper, right? Oh, yeah. It's apple cider and some mixers thrown in there for whatever mix you like so um it's expensive to get all the ingredients for pie but you put it all together and you bring it to con with you and then you have your drinks for the weekend <laughs> it's already paid for you buy all your alcohol yeah in i like i like Done. buying all ahead of time and like doing all my spending on the front end so i know like okay, yeah, I spent $100, but I'm not going to have to buy any more drinks at the convention. Exactly. Same with food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally I mean, makes I, sense. I would, I would put aside like 10 bucks per meal at Dragon. I'm not going to spend 10 bucks per meal at Dragon. Yeah, but, but it's good to have it because yeah. sometimes you might go out. You know, there might be one night where your friend, friend group wants to go like wherever. Or um, you're just walking around and you forgot your water bottle and now you need a water bottle real quick. You can you can pop into one of the sundry shops and grab a water real quick. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, and that never happens. discount your drunk self because they might yeah. want pizza at 3 a.m. Oh, Jesus. Pizza. <laughs> it happens. Waffle, anything you can get your hands on. I want some lemon meringue pie for no apparent reason. Um, yeah, you know I got that pizza pouch, right? Yeah, right there. Hell yeah. That thing's yeah. the best. I am so glad there are not coin-operated pinball machines and video games on in oh, the hotels at DragonCon because because they I had a brain I, they would put in a whole floor of those. Yeah, but but that's like not in the twenty-four hour section, right? Oh, I, what? the game I, room is usually twenty-four hours. It's not yeah. like coin-operated though. But I mean, yeah, but I mean with a with a like. A couple years ago, the coin-operated games were in the Artist Alley, though. So that locked up after the Artist Alley. Mikey, Did they move them? No, Mikey, you've missed out on all the other games. They have no, but all, I'm talking about... No, they, they used to have a whole section just with retro games and such. Right, but aren't those free? No. no. They're not? No, coin-operated. Oh, don't tell me that. Because love- that? Yeah. I've never done coin-operated games. Where are those? They they you were up on the third floor of the dealer's room last time I saw them, but the big Stan Lee booth last year kind of took them all out. Yeah, so I don't know where they. They yeah, moved. I don't know they where moved, they moved. They moved the I think gaming. they moved. Yeah, they yeah. moved it all over to the gaming area over in Building One. Okay, I didn't see anything over there that wasn't free to play, but I might have just missed it. Yeah, the the coin operated games at the Artist Alley those were free, so but they picked them to those some too. Classic eighties so, machines. Uh, I, could, I could play Gauntlet all night on a buzz. I'd be happy. Yeah, because I can, I can, if I've got a buzz going, I can drop like 
20 30 dollars into one of those damn things just mm -hmm. keep playing it be like we're in vegas <laughs> except yeah exactly <laughs> the results would be this, the same when does this centipede machine pay out <laughs> So yeah, no. And there's um, all kinds of ways to save money. I honestly, it's a trip. Do your budgeting. Stick to your budget. Do not show up at Dragon Con and go, oh, lightsabers are only a hundred dollars. No, they're a lot more than that. Yeah, that's another good reason to front load your spending and pay for as much of it as you can before you get there. Because I personally don't really have any self control while I'm <laughs> at con. Like, if I want a food, I'm gonna get it. If I want like. Mm -hmm. You know, something in the dealer room, I'm going to buy it unless I've only gone in there with just say a hundred dollars. So that's what I usually do is I like put to put to the side like a $50 bill or a hundred dollar bill. And I just say, this is for spending in the dealer room and I'm not going to spend anything else. Um, and that's, you know, that usually works pretty well. Um, but that's only because I've already spent everything and that hundred dollars is all I have left. Uh-huh. You know, I've, like, I've already spent all my money on my room, my transportation. I've already paid for most of my food and probably all of my booze. So I have that little bit of money left to spend at the dealer room. And then after that, I'm out. Like, that's it. So just prepare. Like, if you know that you have a hard time, you know, going to, just as an example, going to the grocery store when you're hungry, mm -hmm. like... <laughs> that's never a problem for me. Don't go in there, you know. Why did Derek uh, come home with cake and cream horns again? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of happened that way. And why are they all gone? What happened? Also, remember, you have some after-con expenses, too. If you're driving, you need to pay for the gas to get back home. Yeah, I've been don't, there. Don't forget that expense. Don't forget that. <laughs> that could be very embarrassing at a rest stop for you. Just saying. Yeah. And you and should have some reserve in savings in case your car breaks down, something bizarre happens and you need to like go to urgent care or something. You need to have something in reserve. And, and with that Monday being a holiday, sometimes it's hard to access your funds if you're, if you need to be creative. And you also need to tell your banks you're going to a con because one thing that happened to me, <laughs> you're, you're going to get that email like, Hey, someone's using your card, dude. What I got in Charlotte at heroes con was my debit card stopped working Sunday morning. It just stopped working. Yep, been there. And I'm happen. like, um, I have 12 bucks to my name today. And of course, this is back before, you know, constants, you know, smartphones and everything. I called the bank number like, oh, yeah, well, we canceled your debit card because you were in Arizona and you were in Charlotte at the same time. Turns out one of the dealers I bought something from runs their credit card transactions through Arizona. Oh, interesting. But so I was helpful. like 30 feet from where point A to point B. But according to bank fraud, it looks like someone's using my information in another state, locked my account down. I had $12 that day, period, wow. to get home on. Not to enjoy my day at the con, to get home on. That's a horrible feeling. Yeah, and since it's a Sunday, you know, they're like, oh, it looks like you're SOL. We're not yeah. even open today. We'll, we'll mail you a card, which does you no good. So nope. I've always learned to take a checkbook with me. So I have paper checks in case I need them because most hotels will cash a check for you. Up to, you know, a small well, nominal. Really? Amount. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
to a oh, small cool. nominal amount. They will like 25 bucks or something. Still, that's awesome. Yep. So bring, you know, have a backup for everything. Seriously. Not kidding. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's good stuff. You know, that's not even... saving money, but it's a way to get yourself out of a, what could be a financial crisis because you don't want to call back home and go, Mom, um, yeah, I need Cause, some money. Because none of like, your what did you buy? Because <laughs> you know. none of your friends will be able to cover you because they're all in the same. They're all they're right. all broke too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think we shared a bagel that morning for breakfast. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we splurged on lunch on the way home. We stopped and had Wendy's 99 cent menu. Wow. So definitely. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so it's not too early to save, right? No. And, no. Uh, and let me ask you this. Okay. Since we're talking about buying stuff at the con, um, I mean, the dealer room is, is huge. It's bigger. It's bigger and bigger every year. Um, despite the fact that it seemed, and, and it's crowded, I mean, crazy crowded, uh, throughout the weekend. Um, now I was under the assumption that, you know, back in the day when there was, you know, not as big of an internet and an eBay kind of thing that the, the stuff that you saw in the dealer room was unique and you had to get it then. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case now, but yet a lot of people are dropping a lot of money, um, and that dealer room. Well, some of the dealers don't have like online sites. Like, honestly, some of them go from con to con. Um, others, you know, the, um, the more professional like comic book dealers and, and places who do go from con to con, they have websites, obviously. Um, and I think their website prices may be a little less prone to end of con specials, you know, so because they don't want to pack everything else back, put it in the van and have to take it to the next con. Well, is, no. let me ask you this, Darren, is, and Mike, you can speak to this as well, I think, and Mary too. Um, is that a myth? I mean, is it, is it, is, should you really wait to the last day if you can? I mean, it, if you know, depends. if there's something specific that you want to buy and you know yeah. that's what you want, then go buy it as soon as you can. If you're walking around the dealer room and you see some things that you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, like, I don't know, and you can't kind of hem and haw about it, then maybe come back Monday and see if it's on sale. Or sometimes I just wait and only go Monday because there's fewer people and it's usually more chill. And I mean, that's not always true, but a lot of times. And like, I don't really want anything that badly. So if I go in there and I'm like, oh, this thing yesterday was $10 and now it's $8.50, I'll totally buy it. But like, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you have to think about how accessible geek stuff is now. I mean, we have all the stores Absolutely. online. We have stuff at, you know, discount big box retailers. Or the there's stuff at the mall. There's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. There's Funko Pops everywhere. Exactly. So, Trust me. I know. I know. You know, I know, too. They're, they they breed like fucking triples. Um, yeah, exactly. And so, it's But it's fun. The thing is, you can now have stores at the mall like Hot Topic or Box Lunch or Think Geek even. Or there's stores that are, you know, popping up that are just dedicated to geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, That's wonderful. exactly. And it's pretty awesome that you find things like that. But as you're going through the malls and, you know, finding that it doesn't make Dragon Con so unique as much anymore. Yeah, you could still find a lightsaber guy or you still find the T-shirt guys and stuff. But 
it's not as much as it used to be because also like you guys had mentioned is online you can find almost every 90 percent of the stuff you get at dragon con in the vendor room and i'm sorry to say this you could find online yeah that's completely true it's true yeah yes so that I also mean, could help you save money right there i would think the places that you can't find stuff online are going to be the arts show oh exactly yeah. artist yeah. alley is the place so, to go you know, if you're looking for something that's going to be special and one of a kind kind of a thing, then I would go to Artist Alley and I would here, here, Mike, I'm, I'm redeeming myself from earlier. I would go and buy some prints, you know, make sure you bring a, a tube to roll them up in or a plastic um, case to put them in so they don't get damaged in your luggage or in the tetrising of your bags on the way back home. Yes. Tubes you are know? great. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. You know, one expense we didn't mention parking. If you're driving, Ugh. parking's expensive. Uh, so and they hike it up. They hike it up. Yeah. A day? They hike it up big time for Dragon Con. Oh yeah. But it's also not so, Dragon Con happening that weekend, folks. Just remember yeah, that a lot too. Of stuff happening. Because you also have all the football games too. It is cheaper. It's going to be cheaper for me to Uber back and forth. Yeah. Than it is going to be than to park. <laughs> yeah. Someone park. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I always have someone drop me off. Uh, for the weekend and then pick me up on Monday because drop me off on Thursday, pick me up on Monday. Cause I, yeah, my car, it's, I can't afford to keep it down there. No, exactly. We Ubered home from dragon con this last year and from downtown all the way out to Roswell, it was only 32 bucks. And that's, that's, that's less than a day's parking. Ex- <laughs> one day, exactly. Yeah. That's one day parking. Exactly. And it, I didn't care if I didn't have my car down there. It was worth it. You know, so take it for what you will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just well, got to find ways to, to be cheap about things and think about how you're going to do the con. This is not an event where you just go, you know what? I think we'll go to Dragon Con tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't it's do that. It's so funny, though. Like, that's basically what I did my first time. Like, and looking that's... back, I'm just like, wow, we got so lucky with everything mm-hmm. that worked out. Like you couldn't make all that happen again if you tried, you know. Yeah. Um. But but that was you know seven or eight years ago anyway. But but yeah, like you'll definitely you can definitely save some money by putting a little bit more time investment into your planning and also time investment into like the beginning and end of your con. So like we have friends who live far enough out of town that. It's not super far, but they let us park at their apartment for free in, like, their gated community. And so on our first day, like, this does take longer, and we don't get down to the con as quickly as we could if we just parked. But we drive down, drop off everybody and all of the stuff at the hotel, and then one or two of us drive the car out to park at the friend's apartment and then Uber back. So it's sort of a bit of back and forth, but that like $30 Uber saves, you know, each way obviously saves us so much money that it's worth it for us to take an extra two or three hours on Wednesday and Tuesday in order to do that. And you're hanging out with your friends, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, if you're looking at a five to six day stay, that's $32 a night. Right. Saving (laughs) $130 plus. or, Or like driving out and parking at a Marta station and bringing Marta back in. Like that's a great option too, if you don't have friends in the area. Um, but my, my recommendation is don't park downtown because you won't need your car and it just costs too much. Yeah. 
No, I say, and it's not safe. I mean, you, well, the, yeah. <laughs> believe you me, uh, the, the parking decks might look like they're safe, but yes, they're not. So, I would say park at the airport even. Interesting. I yeah, mean, I should they let you do that. Right yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, if you like park even at like one of the big park and ride at the airport, yeah, you know, it's, that, it's, that it's only PC seven parking. Yeah. It's, a peachy parking is only 10 bucks. Uh, uh, yeah. Less than 10 bucks a day. Exactly. You can get coupons on Groupon for it for like seven bucks and you could take the shuttle right to the airport and hop right on Marta right there. Yeah. They don't care that you're not getting on a plane. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> and they have 24 hour shuttles friends. And I'm assuming that means some kind of security on site. Yep, so exactly. Yes, yeah. The cars are very safe, especially inside. Because uh, so. they have indoor and outdoor ones. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's what, maybe 15 minutes on the subway from the airport yeah. to downtown to Peachtree Center. Yeah. Doesn't work for me very well because I have you know, all that stuff for my table and everything, but well, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, but certainly for most people, yeah. I think that would be a very good alternative. I mean, some of this stuff is not going to work because you know, you have big Gundam armor foam pieces and things like that. <laughs> right. You have yeah, to, I mean, if you're downtown. coming in for the day, you don't want to do that. You don't want to wear that on the Marta, but yeah. if you can drive down, drop everything off and then go park. Yeah. That'll. And, and we have to say something about congestion near the hotels um, i think last thursday anything after like 2 p.m that area was just slam full of people driving in for dragon con and other events so i think we were on um one of the main arteries getting to the between the hilton and the marriott for about an hour crawling ew yeah so if you can time to get to the hotel early in the morning or later in the night, that might be a better option. Or you can just sit there. That's what we did last year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, well, it's uh, very good information. Uh, thanks, everyone. A lot of good tips here. Uh, good conversation. There's a lot of things I learned. So um, I hope it was uh, just as useful for the people listening as well. If, they, if anybody has tips that they have, uh, that they, you know, are willing to reveal uh, to the public, please let us know. <laughs> uh, give us, you know, give send us an email, dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. Call our feedback line. We'd, we'd love to hear from you because, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's experience is different and everybody's got their own unique way of, of dealing with Dragon Con, the cost of it, and uh, we'd like to hear from you guys. So, um, and speaking of hearing from other people, we are now going to hear about some health information from Michelle Biddick-Simmons. And now, once again, we have Michelle Biddick-Simmons joining us. Michelle, what have you got for us this month? Um, hello, and we're going to, the, the episode tonight is going to be called Wake Up Buttercup. Um, we're going to talk about cortisol. Now, we're not going into cortisol and like a deep dive on it because there's a lot. Cortisol does a lot, and it's part of a group of steroids that, that they actually do amazing amount of things in your body. But, um, you know, do you remember a couple of years ago, all the fat ads about cortisol, you know, your belly fat cortisol is the enemy type of thing. Well, you do gain fat from cortisol, but cortisol is not your enemy. Um, cortisol is 
a steroid, one of several from a particular group um, that come from your hypothalamus. hypothalamus. Um, a lot of steroids actually start there. Then it goes into the pituitary and then your adrenal glands, which sit on top of your kidneys. Um, and then it gets released into your system. And it is a stress hormone, but here's what it actually does more than the stress aspect. It actually is what wakes you up and starts your metabolism in the morning. Um, it starts to be secreted and it triggers your system to warm up a little bit and it starts making you more alert and it actually starts the process. I mean, you're still burning calories overnight, not much, because there's like background stuff going on, but it starts to kind of kick it in and um, it like can get things going with the, it helps get your stomach growling and stuff like that because it triggers other steroids to do things. Um, but what it does is it raises your blood pressure. That should also give you a hint about why it's uh, also something that's the stress hormone. It regulates um, insulin levels in, in like two different ways we won't go into, but it has two different aspects It does that. It um, helps in the processing of protein, fats, and carbs, so metabolism, um, it, well, it raises the blood sugar level, so I already mentioned that with insulin. It actually helps keep your immuno responses um, going. So basically, it helps with your immune system, and it also helps reduce inflammation, which is a big deal in your body because when you have inflammation, things don't work right. Now, when you put that on top of seeing all these scary commercials about how bad cortisol is for you, and belly fat, et cetera, that should trigger some things that you're gonna think about because here's the deal, you do gain fat um, when your body is constantly in a stress reaction. Your adrenal glands, which is the third and final spot where um, cortisol is, because it's changed as it goes through, you know, pituitary to adrenals and then released, it's changed a little bit. Well, the adrenal glands don't have an off switch which is why when you hear someone like me say adrenal fatigue, um, your adrenal glands can keep pumping cortisol constantly when you're stressed or you don't give yourself downtime. And unfortunately, we're in a situation in modern life where stress <clears throat> tends to be high anyway. Um, and since it's part of your circadian rhythms of getting you to sleep and getting you to wake up and getting you to sleep, getting you to wake up, having constant kind of waves of cortisol being released into your system is going to wreak havoc on your system. Um, okay, when you wake up in the morning, what it does is it's the highest level that you're gonna have of cortisol all day. And I've mentioned before that afternoon uh, drop off that, you know, for years people, <clears throat> it's like in the 1950s, they used to make fun of it or whatever that people would, oh, your afternoon slump, have a cup of coffee, have, you know, reach for this, reach for that. Well, we think, and we being like, I was raised in Europe most of my life. Um, people take afternoon naps. Well, we now have research to support that this is actually something we should be doing because almost every other creature that has cortisol they don't do the sleep in one chunk and then stay awake the rest of the day. They'll do sleep in a big chunk, but during the day they might take one or two small naps because here's something else you need to know. Cortisol is basically 
the thing behind us being able to make memories and retain information. So when you're dealing with adrenal fatigue and you're constantly pumping cortisol, your brain does not form memories. Is that not scary? This is part of the thing where you're really, really stressed and you're not picking up or remembering stuff that's going on. This is why. Um, as the day goes on, you know, you get up in the morning, it's the highest level. In the afternoon, there's a slump. Here's why. In the mid-afternoon is when you start to drop off because all day long it's dropping off. But that's like a good chunk that drops off right there. And as it goes into the evening, um, I can't give you specific times because for each person it's a little bit different. But a couple of hours before you go to sleep is when it's usually the lowest or right before there's like really, really low cortisol. And what they're thinking now in terms of food, if you're on a diet and you're really trying to lose fat, particularly belly fat, is in the morning do protein and fats um, and stuff that's low carb. Um, and I don't mean like low carb bread. I mean good quality food, you know, veggies, chop up some veggies, do a frittata, something like that, and get in your good fat and protein then. And then in the afternoon, you can have something that's um, a little higher in carb, but not too much. And I don't mean like a candy bar. I mean something that's really like plantains because that's a starch that really is slow to process. But in the evening, you can actually have your carbs in. And again, I don't mean like a piece of cake and stuff. I mean like a little bit of a sweet potato, brown rice, quality carbs. Because your body, they're, they're, there's all this really great research going on with this. And again, it's in Scandinavia. It's in the Netherlands. Um, your body, the way the cortisol works, as it drops, if you have your uh, glucose then, because cortisol, since it's in charge or over metabolism, it actually is major in processing uh, glucose and even glucogen. It can actually kick into the stored fats. So in the morning, it's already kicking stuff in to get you up, so it's already burning something. So feed it stuff that will help your body process things, get you going, but also help you get into the stores and not, not make you store fat, not raise your glucose level, which remember cortisol does that too in actually two different ways. Um, so at night as it's lower, that's when you can have something that does raise it. And it's, it's blowing my mind because there's all this research that was out before that wasn't really pushed by, um, I don't like the word diet industry or the phrase diet industry, but that's really what it is. But like I've said, I've said this on here before, if you have a piece of cake, have something that has beans in it um, right around that time. And then also do like within 20 minutes, do squats when no one's looking at you, do squats or wall sits or lunges or something because they're not, they weren't really sure of the pathway that did it, but it helped that piece of cake not be processed necessarily as fat and sugar. And it didn't raise your glucose level as well um, as, as much as it had in, you know, when you didn't have the, the beans or do the exercise. And also um, for the last couple of years, I mean, there's been proof or well, evidence, evidence, not proof, but um, that having like 30 grams of protein in the morning is amazing for you, particularly if you're on a diet, if you're trying to lose fat and belly fat in particular. And we didn't really know the processes that did this. Well, cortisol. And I mean, this just came out of the Netherlands within the last two years of findings that they have. 
And there's some very interesting stuff too. Um, the longer you go in a high cortisol level, the more atrophication of your brain. And when you hit 20 years old, your brain starts to shrink. That's atrophication. That's normal, believe it or not. Um, we don't necessarily think, or we, they don't necessarily think that brain size per se has anything to do with intellect because there are some people that have naturally larger brains like um, the artist Raphael um, and some people do have smaller brains but it's not it's not improperly formed brain it's just smaller but as you age your brain starts to shrink a little bit more all the time and as you get older it really speeds up but the longer you're running on cortisol the more damage you're going to see to your brain this way and it also follows the telomeres those little things i've mentioned before they're basically like the little tips metal or plastic at the end of your shoelaces they're, they're basically the same thing but on your genes and so um, well actually let's say cellular data because when the replication happens having that extra little thing at the end means that your cells able to repl replicate properly each time. The shorter the telomeres get, the closer you get to cell death um, and potentially cancer because it's not able to copy itself properly because there's none of this extra little data at the end for overrun. Um, and it's, it's really important. Well, guess what? High cortisol levels for an extended period of time cuts down on your telomeres. I'm going to go into it very quickly, but Things you can do and stuff I've mentioned before, meditate. And this was really impressive. Even five minutes a day of you basically not doing great meditation, but having quiet for five minutes can actually add to your telomeres and lower your cortisol level. The weirdest one I found, and I know I've mentioned it before, is chewing gum. There's something about, they don't know if it's the saliva the um the processes of actually the chewing because there is a, a meditative thing to it but something about that helps maybe it's all of it but it helps actually level level out the cortisol some finding ways to remove stress from your life if you have to step away from facebook if you have to turn off the damn news do it if you if you have to go for a walk in the middle of whatever Unless you're at work, do it. You know, if you can take the time to make yourself a priority for 30 minutes a day, a good walk, some yoga, um, getting quality sleep in, getting good dark sleep in, it's all stuff I've mentioned before. But now, I mean, doing all this research, I was like, wow, all of this just kind of linked up and made so much sense. Is there anything you guys want to ask me about this? No, it's really great information. For those people who want to have more information on it, though, um, obviously we can reach you uh, on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, let people know where, where they can reach you. Drop by DragonCon. Um, I'm a little tighter on the screening right now because the bots are out uh, on Facebook in a big way. So you, when you join, please answer the question so I can actually vet you at a faster rate. It's an amazing group. And they are so supportive. They really are. And, you know, we would love to have you. So come on and join us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I recommend every listener go out and join the group and find out more information. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you. And once again, we are joined by Kevin Batchelder. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Hey, great to be back in 2018, guys. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so let me ask you right off the bat, um, this early in the game, how are you preparing for Dragon Con 2018? Uh, very honestly, <laughs> part of what I do at this point in the year is sit back and look and go, I still got time. I still got time. This is good. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's already mid-February. Can you believe it? I know. No, I know. We are starting to look at some things, but also appreciating that it's still, you know, six plus months away. So, well, uh, but you've still got, okay. So, um, uh, your status is now, are you, are you a member? Are you a Tenny Pro or what do you know your status yet as far as how you're getting in? Oh yes, I am. Uh, as I have been for the past couple of years, attending professional status. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations again on that. Um, and then, uh, so uh, you, have you already got your hotel? Yes, I do. That was booked before last year's con started. Gotcha. And dare I ask, where do you prefer to stay? Uh, the last few years, I've been at the Hilton. Cool. We uh, we talked about hotels in the last episode. Um, is is that your preference for some reason? Uh, I've stayed at most of the official ones, and okay. as, as you know from previous podcasts and all, they all have their own ups and you know positives or right concerns. And when the rooms become available, so it's just been the, I've had good experiences at the Hilton. They they have a legacy program like most yeah. of them do, so you Makes... get your room a year ahead, so it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, okay, so there's that. Um, have you already got your flight? Uh, no, but I am actively starting to compare, only because uh, Southwest has not opened up those dates yet. So oh, I've looked, in my case, I fly from the Northeast. Usually Southwest, Delta, or um, JetBlue tend to be pretty good on the flights to Atlanta. So I wait till they're all available and uh, just keep a close eye on them. Have hey, Kevin, luck. breaking news. Southwest is now through the middle of October. There we go. See, you guys beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little to-do item to check each week, so it's been, they, they did that. They must have done it within the last week. So that's good. I'll take a look, and no, I'll likely book here in the spring because they tend to be pretty inexpensive if we get them way ahead of time. And uh, um, as far as uh, the, now you and, uh, as part of the American Sci-Fi Classics track, I know that you and uh, and Joe scheme a, uh, a movie screening. Have you already decided what that's going to be? You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. <laughs> well, what it that, is anyway. that's yeah. The, the sci the sci fi uh, drive in theater Heckle Long um, has been a part of Kelly's uh, American Sci Fi and oh, Fantasy it's Kelly's. Media. I'm track. sorry, I thought it was Joe's. Okay. For, well, no, for many years. Um, okay. But Kelly retired it as of last year. Oh, um, so we're switching. So you know, Joe and I have had some chats. Uh, we we you know we likely will be moving it over to classics track but um you know in terms of what we'll be doing and and that we're we're still bouncing some ideas around gotcha gotcha okay good to know good to know have you already um are you already thinking of of panels to submit for next year uh, this year as well yeah i've already had some exchanges with some of the uh, track directors that i've uh, done panels for in the past that's usually something i do a lot of uh, that, uh, you know, certain shows or topics to be interested in, starting to see where things are going to start to settle into place. So, yeah, a little a little bit of it is already happening there. That's the ex that's why I call it the exciting part this far out. It's really not as much stress. <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to balance it all or, or worry about schedules quite yet. This is when it's a little more fun. Is there anything that you can think of offhand that going into 2018 is going to be different for you as far as the experience? 
Well, as far as also prepping for all the stuff we do for the newbies, it's just the fact that we're seeing a lot more expanded, as, as you folks know, expanded content on Thursday. Yes. So, you know, we do our walking tours on Thursday, so we've got to keep an eye on what's happening for events and other things to see how that might impact, you know, our tour guides and things we're doing there. So things are evolving. Um, so it's it's can't say it's same old, same old, but we're certainly prepping to be doing our walking tours for newbies and a couple of uh, Q&A panels. But uh, we're having to kind of keep an eye on how things are going to uh, play out this year. And the uh, the newbie group, of course, is is something that you help moderate on the Facebook page. And uh, that's uh, uh, now at, at this point in the year, is that is the newbie group still a very hot and happening place full of questions, full of. A lot of people just wanting to know what what to do. Well, the the group is active all year round. I mean, sure. with the exception, like a lot of the track directors and you guys and such, it might be a month off from con till early October. Things do still go there. What starts to happen in January, February is those of us, and I count myself in this group too, that are the real planners. They're already asking about rooms and locations for hotels and maybe understanding the programming side with all the tracks. So some of those folks who are the real planners are asking questions, but activity is pretty quiet right now. It's usually more the March, April time before you start to really see things ramping up with folks deciding to go to con and then having to figure out, you know, their, their lodging and some of the other things there. So there is stuff happening, but it's certainly much quieter now than it will be within a few weeks time. Yeah. I mean, that's when you see, I mean, I, I don't mean to laugh, but obviously, you know, you see it all the time. Uh, the closer you get to Dragon Con, like you'll be uh, looking at the board in, in June or July and somebody will post, hey, I'm thinking about going to Dragon Con. Uh, where's the best like hotel to go to? Like, how easy? Like, and it's just like, OK, you really need to learn. Like, it's like that's a, that's that's a really big newbie question. Well, it is, but as we know, you know, sometimes some of the official hotels open up rooms. That's true. Later on, folks are always looking for roommates. Let's face it, almost everyone uh, rooms with someone else to save money because you spend so little time in your room with so much going on at cons. So that part's always kind of happening in different ebbs and flows, and, and we get folks trying to get their membership purchased earlier to save themselves some money. So some of the things are happening there. So, yeah, it's more the travel and logistics type things we're seeing in the newbie group. Myself and Kim and Sue and Mike, who moderate that stuff, you know, like we said, we're starting to set some things up and answer some basics. But uh, the questions, both in volume and in topic variety, will start to ramp up as you know we get into the spring. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as far as uh, anything else, like I, I know you don't. Uh, well, I don't think have you ever participated in cosplay at all? No, that's I will do a lot of different things at con that. Cosplay is just not my thing. I, I sure. love it. I love it. People ask every year, but no, I'm just the nerdy guy in the T-shirt because I, I leave that to folks who either have the passion or the skill well above me when it comes to cosplay. Uh, and yes, because I was thinking, wow, I saw like I, I happened to see you for the first time we met last year, which was amazing. A person uh, <laughs> face we to met face. in person face to face, got a picture <laughs> to capture the moment and everything. <laughs> And uh, yes, if you had been in costume, it would have not been. You just I would have walked right by. Uh, That's why but, the ground was rumbling. <laughs> but um, as far as uh, so, as far as anybody uh, new, old, seasoned vet, you know, as far as now in February, what what would you say uh, are things that people should start to be? I don't want to say concerned with, but at least sort of pay attention to. 
Um, well, again, this far out, it, it depends. As I say, if you're the planner type, then yeah, start thinking about all aspects of it. Uh, if you're someone who tends to be a little more casual at con, then you know maybe now's the time to, if you've been before, to start maybe thinking about looking at learning a little more about some of the other tracks. Um, as many of us know, there's 30 plus programming tracks. Some folks tend to, if you're going back to con, have things you've loved and you gravitate those those same ones, but it's also nice each year to maybe look at a few others that might have some programming types. So maybe now's the time to be following their Facebook group or their uh, Facebook page. You know, this is the great time to be asking questions about what else can I be doing at con because it's easy to learn a little more now than it will be come a few months time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the time to get involved um, with, uh, I mean, whether if, even if it's not a straight up volunteer, uh, you can uh, participate in in panels and find out everything that's going on, or at least get a jump start uh, on everything that's going on with the different tracks. Oh yeah, that's and now you know a lot of things are starting to settle in for those tracks. Much of the stuff that I cover at Con has to do with uh, sci-fi and fantasy TV shows. So some of the shows are going to start to get assigned to certain tracks. So that's when I get folks saying, "Oh, I'm a big fan of you know fill in the name of a show here where." where is the coverage going to be at con? And we may not know yet which track has it, but that's where if you start to follow some of the track pages, you can start learning that in case you're a either interested in maybe volunteering to speak on a panel or at least knowing, Oh, whose schedule do I need to keep an eye on as we get closer to con so I can make sure to, you know, get to that event. I really like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, once again, we are glad to have you with us on this season. It's 2018 season dragon con, and uh, we will touch base with you periodically uh, throughout the year to find out what's going on with not only yourself, but also the newbies group and, uh, and what you're doing as far as panels and everything. And, and then I'm really excited to, uh, to have you with us this year. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's always a blast. And certainly any of you folks that are the newer listeners, if you have questions, by all means, send them in to the folks at the podcast so we can be talking about topics that are going to be helpful to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Kevin. And we'll talk to you next month. All right. Take care, gang. Now it's time to, with our regular monthly feature featuring Eternal Zan. Hey, Zan, how are you this month? I am great. We are registered for the parade. Yay. Did you sign up? I don't usually do the parade, but I know if somebody hasn't, I've heard rumor that it's filled already. Oh, yeah. It's filled in record time this year. So if you have not already signed up, it's not too late. You can get on the wait list. Go to tinyurl.com slash DCParadeWL2018, and that will redirect you to their wait list. Now, I do want to take just a second and explain that you d- – Signing up for the wait list, yes, definitely do that. But you can also go to the Dragon Con Parade Facebook group, which you can find just by searching for Dragon Con Parade in the Facebook search, and look at the posts in there to see what group leaders are recruiting and might have extra spaces. So, for example, my one of my parade groups, I do the Cult of Marriott Carpet, and then also the Eternal Members and Friends Parade group, And so I register a certain number of spaces and then people can join our group directly. So you can do that with a lot of different groups. So for example, maybe Mad Max or the Amazons. I'm just going to assume at this point, somebody's doing Black Panther. I don't know what section that's in, but there's going to be a whole different, a whole, there's 
over 30 different groups in the parade, and a lot of them you can join that group directly. So if you're not already in it, go to the Dragon Con Parade Facebook group, read the pinned post, you will get a ton of information there. Did you have any questions about that? No, so far it sounds great. It totally makes sense. Okay, and then one other bit of big news before we move on to the main topic, which is in the Dragon Con Rooms group, which is a Facebook group, and we help people get hotel rooms and find roommates. In the pinned post, which is always the first post at the top of a Facebook group, if they have a pinned post, and ours is very long and comprehensive, we now have a link to a Google document in an effort to be a little bit more mobile friendly, because sadly, Facebook documents are still just about impossible to edit on mobile. So what I did not do is I didn't transfer all the entries from the Facebook document over to the Google document because it wasn't possible to keep the privacy settings identical. So I didn't want to make that choice for anybody. But there's a link in the pinned post in the Dragon Con Rooms Facebook group that explains everything, what the differences are. So you can make your own choice. And if you want to make your entry a little bit more mobile friendly, you can go ahead and enter it in the Google Doc as well. So the main topic that I wanted to cover for this month was how to not lose your hotel room. Have you ever lost your room, Mike? No, thank goodness I've never have because, you know, I've been prepared. Do you know anybody who has? Like oh, they yeah. Like they had a room? Oh, yeah. I've thought yeah. – I've heard few people – they found out they didn't have enough money when their deposit was taken out or items like that and kind of throws a big monkey wrench into the uh, whole scheme of things. Yep. Yeah, it certainly can. So it used to be that they didn't take, this was years ago, they didn't take any money up front and you just paid everything when you checked into the hotel, like a normal regular hotel stay. And now every hotel kind of gets to set their own rules. So I certainly can't go over the rules for every single hotel. That would just take forever. But the important deadline, I think, for, for this month is Thursday, March 1st, is when the rest of the deposit is coming out for the Marriott. So if you haven't already, check what credit card you used to reserve that room months ago and make sure that credit card is current and valid and preferably has an expiration date for October of this year or later because if they try to run that and for any reason throughout the year, not just on March 1st, it comes up as an invalid credit card, you run the risk of your room being canceled. And this is right in the official rules on the Dragon Con website, which is back up and running. But I'm just going to read it straight from the website. It says a two-night non-refundable deposit will be taken at the time of booking, which was months ago. So that should have already happened for people. All cancellations will forfeit the deposit of two nights room intact. So that's usually going to be about $600 plus dollars. The remaining balance will be due by March 1st, 2018. So how much comes out on March 1st is going to depend on how many nights you're staying. And then it says, and this is the important part, all reservations with declined credit cards will be canceled without notice. And they are not kidding about that. So make sure that your credit card on file is updated. And you can even log on to Marriott.com and you can put more than one card on file you know, just in case. So if you've gotten a new card mailed to you or there was some suspected fraud and you had a card cut off or sometimes 
they just send you one in the mail when you didn't even ask for one. It just shows up in the mail. If for any reason you don't know for sure that your card is up to date, go ahead and get that taken care of. What other kind of things have you had happen where you thought, you know, well, I'm definitely not going to let that happen again, Mike. What have you heard from your friends? Oh, I've just heard they've gotten right there on, you know, Thursday night or Friday morning and they're, reservation was canceled and they've had their cart full with all their stuff their friends were ready to stay with them and they had to scramble real quick you know it's just yeah, it, it could be very yeah, ugly to be the tricky part like if your reservation gets canceled and they don't notify you or maybe they do and it ends up in your spam filter exactly so it'd be nice if there was a little more notice you could say but you know we'll have to you know that's a chance you have to take, you know, it's your responsibility at home to be able to have, you know, your finances. And I'm not trying to lecture anybody. I promise you I'm not, but it's your responsibility to make sure the money is there for the deposit. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a reminder email that says, Hey, the deposit's about to come out ne next week. Cause no matter what hotel I've stayed at, I've never gotten that. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. So what I do is, my calendar's on my phone, and I like little pop-up reminders. So when I originally booked the hotel room and I see, oh, okay, I've got another deadline on March 1st, I put a reminder for March 1st with reminders for like two weeks before that so that I know two weeks ahead, a week ahead, three days ahead, you know, in case I don't get to it on that first reminder because sometimes a reminder pops up on your phone and you're just like, I'm busy, swipe, and you don't get to it right away. I have a bunch of reminders on my phone so that I will definitely know that it's, you know, time to double check. Cause even though it might say all the rules in your confirmation email and on the website, if you don't put it someplace that you're going to check on a regular basis, like how often do you look at your confirmation email, right? That's really easy to forget unless you put it in whatever kind of calendar system that you use. So how do you do it for yourself to remind you of deadlines throughout the year? Just calendars and such. You know, I know certain time I have to get the application in for Dragon Con. I have to get, you know, things ready to start talking to the directors and, you know, different things. I have all scheduled out, but I'm fairly organized when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, for volunteers, I'm sure they probably put the volunteer meetings on their calendar exactly so it def you know definitely you know just make sure you're up to date with all your scheduling for it because yeah dragon con right now is seven months away but you know you have to be ready for you know some of the things beforehand just to make sure because there are deadlines before like zan had mentioned at the beginning with the parade and also now with the hotels with the marriott taking out its final deposit yep so, um, just so people know where to go on the DragonCon website, go to dragoncon.org, and then in the navigate, and then you can just type hotels in the search bar or hotel, and a bunch of choices will come up. But you can also go to dragoncon.org, and then in the navigation, choose where to go, and then at the con, and then you'll see a choice for host hotels, and that'll have all the rules for all the host hotels, which is the Hyatt, the Marriott, the Hilton, the Sheraton, and the Westin. And you can also look for the overflow hotels. That is a separate page. But keep in mind, those are only the hotels where you've got the Dragon Con rate. 
which is the discounted rate. So if you're staying at a hotel that's not an overflow and not a host hotel and doesn't have the Dragon Con rate, because, hey, it's Atlanta, you know, there's it's a major city. There's tons of hotels that have no affiliation with Dragon Con at all. They're going to be a little further away from Dragon Con, of course. But you can find a good deal at good deals at hotels near the airport. They're going to have totally separate rules. So just make sure you know what the rules for your hotels are. And then, like we've talked about, just make sure you try to stay organized in whatever way works for you so that you don't find yourself at the con and then trying to figure out last minute where you're going to stay because you thought you had a room and it turns out you didn't. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for that information, Zan. And any final parting thoughts? Um, nope, that's pretty much it. Just, you know, once you got a hotel room, do what you got to do to keep it. Sounds great. We'll see you next month, Sam. Thanks much. See you next month. And now, last but certainly not least, is our new segment, Dragon Tales, where we hear some experiences from folks about Dragon Con past. And uh, this month, we're going to start with Mary, who's got a couple of stories. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I, I had a hard time coming up with something that was like the epitome of the Dragon Con experience, but I have a couple of examples of reasons why I love it so much and just like some fun things uh, that have happened. So um, I guess sort of from like a celebrity perspective, you get to see a lot of people that you wouldn't otherwise see. And like, I'm generally not very impressed with celebrities just because like, that's not why I come to con, but I did finally get to see Patrick Stewart, Julian Anderson, and Richard Dean Anderson, all of whom don't attend conventions very often. And so that was like sort of, those were all icons like of my childhood sci-fi geekness. And so like, that was pretty cool. Um, and then on sort of on the same level as that was um, a few years ago, I was doing some reporting for um, a media outlet and I had an interview with the cast of the Guild scheduled. Um, and it was, um, it ended up being scheduled right in the middle of the Dragon Con parade, which I had been planning on participating in that year. So I was like super bummed, but, you know, getting to meet the cast of the Guild was going to be a pretty good way to, you know, pretty good compensation. It was supposed to be everyone except for Felicia Day, whom is also one of my icons. Like, I I love her, but, like, at this point in my life, I was, like, ten times more obsessed with her than I am now. <laughs> Not to say anything bad, but, like, it was kind of a problem how much I loved her. Um, thankfully, I've recovered. But, so, anyway, I was, like, all bummed out about having to, like, miss the parade and all of this, and... So I had all my questions ready and I was sort of nervous because I was pretty new to the whole thing. And um, I show up to the interview room and they're all, and, and well, I was early, so none of them were there yet. And then all the cast starts walking in and Felicia Day is with them. Like, let me just tell you that was a freaking dream come true. <laughs> and I cannot believe that I did not lose my mind. Like <laughs> I was so cool. I was so cool, calm and collected. And I did, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn or whatever, but I was really happy with how I did. I didn't stick my foot in my mouth or do anything really stupid. Like I do a lot of the time when I meet someone who makes me nervous. And um, 
at the end, I just, I mean, after they had left, I just like lost my mind. So just as an example of kind of the exciting and unexpected things that can happen at Dragon Con, like even if there's something you might be kind of bummed out about, it could still turn around and be greater than you ever even imagined. Um, so just sort of like a cosplay thing, like we, my friends and I cosplayed um, the Netflix show Sensate. Uh, which is a really great show, but they're all like real life people. They don't wear like uniforms or costumes or anything like that. So they're not easily recognized. Um, but the whole day we wore these costumes the whole day, no one knew who we were until one person recognized one of us. And then once she got the one character, she recognized the rest of the group. And she was so excited and we were so excited. And just to have one person know what your costume is when nobody else does or if it's something really obscure or meta like dragon con's the place to wear it because someone there will get it and that moment really just makes all of your effort worth it at least like for me so that i mean that was amazing and then lastly just of course all the fun times you have with your friends like one of my personal favorites, dressing up in Star Trek costumes and rocking out to Don't Stop Believing at 3 a.m. in the Marriott <laughs> lobby. Like, that's always a classic fun time and just something that you're not going to get to experience too many other places. So, um, obviously, we all know I go to Dragon Con to, like, drink and wear cosplay. So, that's, like, the best place to do it. And those are two of my favorite memories. Those are that's those are awesome, very awesome. I did not realize that you did a cosplay of Sense Eight. I love that show. Yes, it's the most awesome show ever. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. I wish I'd seen you guys. Well, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> I'm trying to get everyone to wear it again because we had such a good time, and they're such interesting and funny characters to like, you know, kind of run around and get into hijinks. Like, it's really it's a really fun group. That's cool. That's cool. All right, Darren. Are you going to wow right. us? Well, uh, I got to say, every time you say Dragon Tales, I just want to go, woo! And then I realized, no, <laughs> that it's the wrong thing. Um, what do you think I've been doing on mute over here? Have you? Oh, God, that's why I love you, Favor. Okay, so my Dragon Con, <laughs> I have so many stories, because I was like at the, like, the first or second one, I forget. Um, it was a long time ago. I was a young baby geek. Um, I, I guess the most recent thing that's happened is every time I put on my Wonder Warrior gear, um, the first time I did that, it was it was kind of a firewalk for me because I was like, okay, let's see how this is going because no no guy had done that before in Atlanta that I had seen. I had seen other guys online, and they kind of inspired me to do it, and they had their own take on um wonder woman as a greek warrior and i'm like okay or a roman warrior i'm like okay i can, I can kind of try to pull that off a little bit and have some fun with it so i got my costume together it took forever to get everything together um and i'm like okay so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the wonder woman photo shoot at the dc the big dc shoot that um the superhero costuming forum has and i showed up and of course i'm the only guy wearing wonder woman drag until i see another guy who's kind of dressed up as Wonder Girl, um, the Cassie version in in a wow. guy outfit. And I'm like, okay, we're going to bond here. That's what we're going to do. We're going to bond. Totally unscheduled. Totally. And um, from that dragon on, more guys were doing Wonder Woman. 
and I was walking around the con at first, and um, folks were, you know, guys were like, from the back, I guess I have the right body <laughs> for guys to be full when they're drunk. And so guys would catcall me like they would, you know, a poison ivy or a Harley or a bat girl or whatever. And I would just turn around and go, hey, sailor, what's going on? And of course they would freak out, which was just amazing, right? And this one guy walked up to me and he's like, dude, and he was facing me. So I, I was not fooling him. He was like, dude, did you lose a bet? I'm like, absolutely not. I love this outfit. And I think he was shocked and taken aback by the fact that he was, you know, not going to get a rise out of me. And so we took a picture um, and he's probably like, that's the dude who's Wonder Woman. And eventually, not at, not at Dragon, but um, Susan Eisenberg, who was Wonder Woman's voice for the Justice League cartoon, found my picture online as Wonder Woman and said, wow, a Wonder, a wonder Man with legs. I like it. <laughs> I approve. I was like, oh, yay. That's so cool. And, and now at the Wonder Woman photo shoot, because it, it's gotten so big, it's no longer part of the really the, the DC shoot. It's a separate shoot of itself. There are like 20, 25, 30 guys dressed in Wonder Woman gear. And I didn't start that trend, but I feel like I had a part in in keeping it like going at Dragon. You know, yeah. how do you think sure. also like, John Berriman helped it on, though? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God, the Barrowman. Oh, I'm still sticky in places I can't talk about on TV. So the I, I find it when, when you wear cosplay, especially when you wear a cosplay that isn't um, conventional, you know, like what people would expect to see you in, it's almost that Halloween feeling of I get to be someone new here. I get to be someone different here. I get to be empowered because I'm dressed up like a superhero and people are just going to, have to deal with me being in this persona right now and i'm not having to deal with them and their issues about it you know so for me going to con it, it's always a family reunion with my friends that comes before any of the guests or anything else that's going on friends first then having a great time then the cosplay fun and if I get to see a guest or something on the side then that's wonderful you know that that's the cherry on the on the Sunday right but the best memories I have are being with my friends who are my geek family every year. And I was going to cons at first. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have this way of constantly keeping in touch with our friends. It was once a year, you would see them for a weekend. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. I mean, unless you wanted to do pen palling or long distance phone calls and pay for them, it was once a year. And now everyone's in touch so much it's kind of lessened that family reunion sensation a little bit because you're always talking to your close geek friends all year long, but it's different when you see them and you get into the environment of the con and then it becomes the family reunion. You know, once it's you put on that just like cop, an extra level of fun that you don't get year round. Exactly. Once you get into that atmosphere, once you have your geek family with you, uh, you're golden. It's amazing. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the Wonder Warrior outfit, and uh, I I love that outfit. Um, I am I am proud to know you whenever I see pictures of you in that outfit. I am Thanks. like I know that guy. I know that guy. That guy yeah. right there. <laughs> that guy. I love it. Eggs. Yes. 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 Work it. Uh, always. You must work it. 
<laughs> if there's any cosplay tick, and Mary will back me up on it, if you're going to put on a costume, own it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Do not, not meekly walk out of your hotel room thinking, okay, we'll see how this goes. No, no. You got to work it. Not only for, like, other people, but for yourself. Yeah. Like, you're not going to enjoy wearing it if you don't feel confident in it. And you can't always invent 100% of your confidence, but you can invent at least 50% of it most of the time. So you have to really just, like, become comfortable. Yeah. You have to kind of just fake it. And then, you know, when you get a bit of a positive response, you will start to love it. So I, I totally agree. Just own it. Wise words, definitely. <laughs> get, I, I, get yeah, them no. while we're sober, kids. <laughs> That's okay. right. I'll give you real t- truths when I'm not. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to draw a close to our second episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. A big thanks to everyone for joining us on this episode, including Michelle Biddick-Simmons, Eternal Zan, and Kevin Batchelder. And uh, a big shout-out to um, Dacoma, who couldn't be with us this month, but did give us our topic of uh, budgeting uh, for Dragon Con. So thank you for that, Dacoma. We hope to see you here at the station next month. Uh, And much thanks to our station crew right here. Thank you, Mary, for joining us. Yeah, anytime. And happy birthday upcoming. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Darren. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Any old time, like every month or so. Exactly. Yes. Let's schedule this same time next month. Uh, And thank you, Mike, of course, for which none of this would be possible. Of course. I'm the one who hits record. Yes. And you do so, so well. Exactly. It's my input to the show. I am the recorder. He he never hits stop. He just always hits record. (laughs) Oh, true. Truthfully, truthfully, (laughs) truthfully, folks. If you guys knew what I had on tape from them. (laughs) Uh, We try to cover all. (laughs) We try to cover all we can with these specials, but. To keep up with the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website and the social media outlets, especially their Facebook group. Uh, all the tracks are, are are sorry, all the tracks are active on Facebook as well and various social media. So check out all the DragonCon tracks. Get involved now while it's early. Um, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Stitcher. We want you to be part of the station, so please feel free to join in the discussion. Uh, again, we want to hear your dragon tales, so please reach out to us. DragonConReport at ESONetwork.com. Uh, the DragonCon Con Report is sponsored in part by the SC Comic Con, March 24th and 25th at the TD Convention Center in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. It's not that far a ride from Atlanta, Charlotte, and Nashville. Perfectly located. Uh, for more information, check out all the details on the con at SCComicCon.com. Exactly. Actually... <laughs> Greenville was just voted one of the most visible cities to visit in the spring. So definitely worth checking out. Yes. And March is, is, yeah, that's that's spring. Yeah. So um, be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESOnetwork.com site and our T public store as well. And Mike, what else can they check out? Oh, that little old Patreonic program we have going on right now. Just check out patreon.com slash ESO network. Can't ask for anything more. Can't ask for anything less. Folks, this is how we're going to survive. This is how we get, you know, more equipment. This is how we get better programming. (laughs) Maybe even speaking lessons for us. You never know. 
It's always a great thing to do. And you know what? We just appreciate you guys. And there's three tiers and you could look it up right on the Patreon site. Absolutely. Thank you all for all your support. And thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Geekly Oddcast? It's a panel show of television. I mean, seriously, where else was I supposed to go and watch a Gomez Adams ride a rocket ship on a railroad track? Gaming. And the dice say. 17. Oh my god, 17 is Mystic Quest. And whatever comes to mind. Why does Zod need a starship? Alternating Thursdays on The Geekly Oddcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.